0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B,
1: here's Sean Kelly. How goes it Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Coming to you finally again from Studio B on Airline Drive. Producer Dan is jumping up and down. It's good to see him in the flesh uh, here on this Wednesday. Sean Kelly with you. Back from the long Pelicans road trip. Even though it's uh, chilly in New Orleans again today, it's uh, still feeling good as the sunshine is out. The Pelicans are back home tonight, and the Saints are preparing for a playoff game. So it's a feel-good Wednesday here on the Black and Blue Report. We've got a very big show for you today. Um, yesterday was one of our biggest shows ever. I'm Hoda Kotb, I guess, drawing him in yesterday. Uh, so good stuff. Maybe we'll um, maybe we'll break our numbers uh, from yesterday with what we have in store for you today uh, here on the uh, Black and Blue Report, the official podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Right off the bat, I want to tell you that the president of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans, Dennis Lasha, is our guest today. Uh, he's been on a couple times now. I want to say, Dan, this is his third appearance on the program uh, since we launched this thing back in July. Um, and each time, each time, he's, uh, he's had some a little nugget to drop for us uh, and some very insightful stuff from the top of these two organizations. So today, I'll ask him, of course, about the Saints and the playoffs. Um, scoreboard issues, the Pelicans and where he feels uh, the Pelicans stand here about a third of the way through the season. And I might slide in a question about uh, New Orleans Arena and naming rights. Um, See if he'll pick up that conversation for us today. So stick around for that for sure. It is Wednesday, which means it's a Wesley day. David Wesley stops by to talk about the road trip past and tonight's game against the Wizards on the Pelican side. And uh, we'll also hear from head coach, Monty Williams, too. So it is a big show, a little bit longer than normal, but I, I want you to stick around for the whole thing today because I think that you're going to gain a lot of uh, information, not only with the uh, Saints but with the Pelicans, too. Uh, with regard to the Saints, yesterday was Tuesday for you and me. Remember we talked about this yesterday. It was actually Wednesday for the Saints with their scheduling. And so uh, yesterday it was full go here on Airline Drive. Sean Payton and Drew Brees both spoke to the media yesterday. As you've probably noticed on NewOrleansSaints.com, coverage went way up, and that'll continue today as preparations are ongoing for the Seattle Seahawks and the next round of the NFC postseason tournament. Um, speaking of Bruce, Drew Brees speaking yesterday, he was asked about the pressure of being the number six seed. And in this case, as it turned out, the sixth seed gets the one seed and a road trip to Seattle this season. Um, Daniel came up with a great number earlier. I want to say... Uh, Daniels, yeah, okay, over the last, uh, well, since 2005, let's just do that. Let's say since 2005, the number six seed, when meeting up with the number one seed on either side, AFC or NFC, the record is 6-2 and two in favor of the sixth seed. So that is very interesting stuff. Nonetheless, as I mentioned, Breeze yesterday asked about the pressure of being the sixth seed in this year's format there's always going to be pressure on both sides you know to perform well you know we have high expectations regardless of what seed we are so uh i don't i don't look too much into that other than i just know we got to come up with a great plan and we got to go out there and execute it and you know there's always pressure to win and play well all right so last week we had all the news about some of the motivational uh, tools that sean payton was using in getting his team ready for the road game at philadelphia yesterday it was revealed that another new little thing was uh was uh, rolled out for the ball club Um, as uh, anyone flying over our facilities here at Airline Drive would quickly recognize uh, a Seattle Seahawks logo painted on the 50-yard line of each of the practice fields. A very unique uh, idea. I like it. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, I may ask Dennis Lasha what his reaction was to it when he comes on a bit later, but here's what Drew Brees had to say about the Seahawks logos being painted on the fields here in New Orleans.
2: It's just Knowing your elements and getting
1: ready to you know, put yourself in the moment as much as you can. It's in the indoor facility as well, you know. So just knowing that you're gonna see a lot of a lot of those colors, you know, when you step into that stadium and you know, you prepare to play your best out here on the practice field and, and hopefully that carries over. So of course all this is preparation for the road game at Seattle and trying to mimic that environment even just a little bit. Um, Sean Payton talked about that. Uh, yesterday too. And while he's the master motivator, and there are some things, uh, some tools that he's using in preparing his team for that environment, um, Peyton, I think, was uh, very good in talking about the fact that, plain and simple, you're still going up to face a big-time football team, let alone the atmosphere, in Seattle.
2: I've said this before, this is a fairly young team. I think that atmosphere, but more than any of that, you know, it's we're playing a real good football team. We're playing a team that's won a, a bunch of games, uh, a very balanced team on offense and the number one defense in, in the NFL. I mean, you you pick the category, and takeaways number one. You know, pass defense number one, uh, scoring. It, it just it goes down the line. So that's that's the the biggest challenge.
1: And one more thing that Coach Payton talked about yesterday that uh, I think has been on the minds of most around this building. That's certainly the improvement of Mark Ingram and his rise here late in the season and, 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 uh, and, and the ability to use him in the run game may prove very, very uh, useful against Seattle this weekend.
2: He's been running real well. Uh, I, liked, I liked his ball security the other night, you know, and those weren't always uh, easy yards. But uh, I'm pleased with how he's playing, and I, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's had a, a handful of games now. Uh, towards the latter part of the season where he, he's, he's been exceptional.
1: So that's a little taste of what happened uh, here on Airline Drive yesterday. Uh, today we'll have much more coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com, and I'm hoping to get into the locker room a little bit later this afternoon and uh, perhaps get a one-on-one to share with you on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. That's the goal. Again, Saints and Seahawks this weekend in Seattle. That's a Saturday afternoon game. We'll all be glued in. Uh, The ratings, by the way, for NBC last Saturday for the Saints-Eagles game were through the roof in this market. I mean, unprecedented numbers. I expect the same to happen this Saturday when the Saints take on the Seahawks. We'll talk more Saints tomorrow as well with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. We've got a big show, as I mentioned, so we want to keep moving forward here. Dennis Lash is still to come. David Wesley, too, to talk about the Pelicans' most recent road trip and tonight's ball game against the Wizards. Up next, though, we'll take you back to Miami, where head coach Monty Williams visited with me following the loss to the Heat. That is yours next.
3: Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem. A complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures, such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, Offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is
4: I just saw your test results and they look great. No problems.
3: Leading edge care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Punt, pass, kick, and dunk.
1: Plot to the rim. Alley-oop dunk. Anthony Davis.
0: This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Dennis Show, David Wesley, still to come on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget, you can follow on Twitter, at BlackBlueReport. Uh, each day, uh, producer Nag gets on there and uh, updates the lineup and has other uh, news and notes regarding the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. You can also follow the two of us personally on Twitter, at Sean KellyLive. And at D. Salerson. Um, so check us out. I think we're, uh, we're doing a fairly decent job of getting you uh, the stuff off of our pieces of paper in front of us into your hands via Twitter. Uh, last night, the Pelicans fell at Miami. Uh, the final score, 107-88. to 88. Pelicans now 15-18 and 18 overall. The uh, Heat improved to 27-8. and eight. There were some positives last night. Another strong first half for the Pelicans. Another nice night for Anthony Davis. But in the end, it was the second half collapse that proved to be the major storyline. That's two games in a row now. The Pelicans have had a lead of six or better going into the locker room, and then uh, see it washed away in the second half against elite teams like the Pacers and the Miami Heat. Um, ball game tonight, but uh, let's wrap up last night with this visit with head coach Monty Williams. What was the difference between the first half and the second half in your eyes?
5: <laughs> well, we. First of all, give them credit. They came out in the third quarter and um, turned up their pressure. Um, They had 64 points in the second half. That's not good defense. They made a lot of tough shots, but um, our guys as a whole, we got to grow up and understand that when you have a half like that against the team, they're going to come out and uh, turn up their pressure. And we just did not. Um, I thought we took way too many jump shots in the third quarter. And all we did in the first half was attack the basket first and then kicked it open for jump shots. Um, it's just another game that we felt like we had control of. and um, Playing against an elite team and not understanding where you are um, in response to what they brought in the first half, we just didn't capitalize on it. I mean, if you were to watch their bench in the first half, they were frustrated. And I don't think our guys understand uh, the game within the game and so we just we got to keep working at it and we got to stop feeling sorry for ourselves when things don't go well for us in the third quarter
1: did you feel like it was indiana all over again to have them happen back to back like that
5: well that's what i talked about at halftime you know this is where we are our guys to a man all knew it you know we just got to get over that hump of uh, not allowing what we think is a bad call or another team making shots take us out of our game plan. I thought our game plan was sound. We were attacking the basket in the first half and getting anything we wanted. Uh, the foul on Bosch, three shots, that, that's a silly foul. You can't do that before halftime. You could go into the half with a nine point lead. Maybe
1: it's a different game. You've deflected this quite a bit, but uh, but are these last two games tonight included, is this the direct result of the lack of experience on this roster?
6: Wow.
5: I I, I wouldn't put it on that totally, but there is some of that. I mean, let's just be honest. We're playing against guys who have been in championships. um, But at the same time, there's a part of all of us where we all have to grow up, and um, that goes for the players and coaches no more than me. You know, I'm the guy that's got to get the guys in the game who are going to do the job. Yeah, we're inexperienced, but come on man. You're up by nine, you know, doesn't mean you're over-experienced. I mean, you just got to come out and and you got to give more. It's like those running backs who are really good in the NFL. As the game wears on, they get stronger, and we just haven't figured that out yet.
1: Is it cliche to say that it's time for this team to get back home? Is that a need right now?
5: Uh, Man, you still got to play the game, you know. Yeah, it's going to be nice to get back home. We've had a a really tough trip from a logistical standpoint, but, man, when the, the ball is thrown up, it's still basketball. And um, we have to really enjoy it, and, and not get caught up in those moments where we're worried about. Okay, here's another elite team coming back on us. Now What do we do? We, we just got to grow up in that regard. What's
1: the first and second half defense for Miami on Anthony in particular?
5: I don't know. I have to watch the film. I couldn't tell you that.
0: Coach, are you concerned at all about Drew? His last three games, a single figure scoring.
5: Well, you guys are going to have rough games. Um, you know. He's playing the same way he did when he had 31 and 13 against Portland. Um, I think he's got to be a bit more assertive and go after it a little bit more on offense. But the thing that sets Drew apart is his defense. And so um, he's got to do a better job of running our team on the defensive end. Um, But this is part of the NBA. He's just having a rough stretch. Uh, He'll break out of it. What about Anthony's performances, I and mean, especially that first quarter was huge And the whole game. He had pretty pretty nice numbers, maybe not as much in the second half. What do you think about his performance? Again, I have to watch the film, but just, just from the feel of the game, um, they probably had more of a focus on him in the second half. In the first half, he was getting anything he wanted, but it started with our defense. We were defending and giving them one shot, and he was out running, and we were attacking the basket, and he was a byproduct of all of that. What bothers you? that moment from the carryover from the second to the third quarter, not able to, to do that. I mean, it, it all bothers you. I can't just pinpoint one thing. I think when we start to deviate from the game plan, you know, we start casting up early jump shots on the shot clock, especially when we're driving to the basket and getting what we want. Um, that, that part probably bothers me more than anything because we've shown in the first half a formula to win the game. We play hard, attack the basket and defend. We just didn't attack the basket. and We're casting up long jump shots, and now our defense is a struggle because we're playing in transition a lot. you um,
4: took away the lane drives in the
5: lane? Not so much. I didn't think so. There were a couple times where we got to the lane and we just didn't know what to do. Um, I think our guys just didn't have that whatever you want to call it to attack to in the second half. But that, you know, Again, I have to watch the film to really give you a good
1: answer on that. All right, we'll visit with the coach pregame tonight as the Pelicans can set the take on the Washington Wizards. There are tickets available. The team really needs a lift after being on the road for so long. And uh, now without Ryan Anderson, I think a home crowd is just what the Pelicans need. And they've got two home games this week, tonight against the Wizards, Friday against the Mavericks. Uh, there are details about ticket promotions for especially the Friday game at Pelicans.com. David Wesley, a little bit later in the show, we'll continue our conversation about the Pels with him. But up next, stick around. Dennis Lauscher, president of the Saints and Pelicans. Our guest here on the Black and Blue Report in just one minute. Hey there,
0: what you have?
3: Um, what kind of specials do you have today?
0: Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine wine. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini.
3: Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org.
1: Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. So we continue on this Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? I'm, I'm having a hard time, that's for sure. Pelicans got home last night, late, 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 but are back home tonight. We'll talk more Pelicans in a moment with this gentleman at the other microphone. That's the president of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans, Dennis Losh is our guest today. Uh, Good to have you back, sir. It's been a little while, um, and your last visit uh, garnered a lot of attention here on the Black and Blue Report, so I'm... I'm I have high anticipation of our visit today. Good to see you, sir.
6: Thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome uh, back from your winter wonderland. Thank
1: you. The Polar Express tour was a rather interesting. I think that we went from Indianapolis to Miami and gained literally 75 degrees on the thermometer Unbelievable. in one flight. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know it's been cold here, too. It'll be chilly in Seattle this weekend. Uh, are you prepared? And w- how did you dress in Philadelphia, by the way?
6: Well, uh, very, very, very much layered, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> You know, my wife always, as you can tell, I have a bit of a cold right now. My wife always complains to me I don't dress warmly enough. I was dressed warmly enough in Philadelphia, I promise you. You know, two pairs of socks and thermal underwear and gloves and you name it. I had it all on, and uh, we were ready. This team was ready to play, obviously, and we were ready for the cold weather. So it was a great experience.
1: Seattle this weekend, probably more chilly, probably more wet, Um so the layering and rain gear this
6: weekend. Yes, Gore-Tex and uh, umbrellas, and uh, we'll be ready. Um, it's uh, it certainly is an unbelievable challenge once again on the road, but uh, everyone's real excited about it.
1: Does it ever get old? I mean, you've been through this now several times. Does
6: does this time of year, even with the weather and everything else, does it ever get old? Absolutely not. I mean, it's all about winning. It's all about um, you know professionally, we're judged on. How well the team does, and uh when you're in the playoffs and when you're doing well, um it's a it v- professionally it's very rewarding. And then take that aside and just from a fan's perspective, because at the end of the day, I'm a gigantic New Orleans Saints fan, being a local and just you know feeling all the enthusiasm and spirit and fire in our community when we win. Um, there's nothing more enjoying from my perspective than having a small part and delivering that to the the folks of. Uh, New Orleans you New Orleans um, Mr. Benson have
1: invested a lot in head coach Sean Payton and I remember last summer kind of the buzz or the energy in the fan base with his return Uh, it certainly has carried through the season in in your eyes or can you help us perhaps explain the impact of just his presence alone
6: since his return last summer sure as I recall and, and we can go back and check the tapes but I want to say last time I was on with you, you asked me what was the biggest free agent pickup in my mind. And I thought I'd mentioned that maybe Sean Payton being uh, back in the building was the, the most important thing that happened for the team. And, and, you know, as I sit here today, you know, obviously I'd say the same thing. Uh, you know, Sean has a, a, a certain swagger and confidence. He's very uh, solution um, based. You know, there's every time a challenge is presented, he welcomes that challenge. He wants to take that challenge on. He comes at that challenge from a different perspective. You know, he offers solutions, like I said, offers answers, always has a plan on how we're going to attack whatever the uh, the issue or the game or whatever it is. And it's just so exciting to be around. And uh, I truly believe he, he lifts everyone in the organization spirits just by his very presence in the building. And, uh, you know, Mickey... Did a tremendous job of finding Sean by bringing him here, by re-signing him, and keeping him here committed to the long term. And, you know, we're we're just blessed to have him in the building, to be honest with you.
1: He's very creative. Very. Um, I do have to ask you this question, though. When yep. you looked out your office window and saw Seattle Seahawks logo being painted on your
6: practice fields out there, yep. uh, what was your reaction? I was excited. And to be perfectly honest with you... Uh, I had thought about doing it, to be quite honest with you. And I told someone in the organization, I said, you know, we ought to consider putting uh, that logos up and and really, you know, getting the feel for uh, Seattle. And I was very excited to see that Sean was on the same wavelength because as soon as that person left my office, uh, Terry Ashburn, who is responsible for the fields, came into my office and said, you're not going to believe this. I need to go out and buy, you know, Seahawk uh, paint. We had considered doing it uh, last week for the Eagles. But uh, believe it or not, it's uh, you have to order the stencil and it takes a little while to get the stencil. So we actually had to order this uh, stencil prior to uh, the win. And uh, so it's it's something we've been thinking about for a wow. while.
1: Wow. Okay. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting, Dennis, uh, before the wildcard weekend, we saw several of the, the league's teams uh, struggle to fill their building for their upcoming playoff game. Some of it I've, I know and understand it was weather-related and how miserable it was going to be in some of the northern cities. But I did find it intriguing. Um, you haven't had that problem here. No. I think that says a lot about your fan base.
6: Absolutely. And and if we had played the games here in New Orleans, the tickets had already been sold out or accounted for. So we were not going to have that issue this year. You know, it's a challenge to sell the buildings. Um, you know, typically uh, playoff pricing is obviously more expensive and, you know, Price is a factor. Uh, the league sets the prices, or sets, tells the team what the gate uh, recommends, what the gate should be, and, and you know the teams are responsible for generating the revenue for that gate. And uh, usually that means having to raise prices, and you know that can be difficult. But uh, having said that, you know I can't say enough about our fans. I mean, you know our fan base, passionate fan base, they're there. I mean, really, you know, been sold out, you know, since you know on a season ticket basis since we returned uh in 2006 and so i mean they're it's just so exciting to see you know that that fan base and, w- and what they can del- deliver and what they bring to the team i mean you know undefeated this year in the superdome uh we were undefeated uh when sean uh was here uh two years ago as well so he's running a tremendous home field advantage streak here and um and our fans bring so much so Again, passion, fan base, we love them, and that's why it's so important, I think, when we win in the playoffs, just to uh, get them excited.
1: I know you'd love to play a playoff game in front of these fans. Absolutely. Um, even, though a, even though a home game was not obtained in the playoffs, mm-hmm. what kind of an impact does still playing here in January have on
6: the, on the brand,
1: yeah, and, yeah. and even for your corporate partners? Sure,
6: sure. Uh, well, first of all, let me, let me start off with the first part of that. Um, you said about talked about i'm uh, not having a game in the playoffs um that was a disappointment I gotta, I gotta tell you because uh one thing last time i was here you and i talked a little bit about what we were going to try to do with regards to the season how we're tra- trying to change up some of the things we're doing from an entertainment and a music standpoint we really uh worked on that this this year and uh every year we were getting better and better and better and uh, and uh but the last game uh, we were doing some things i can promise you that we had never did before as an organization with regards to uh well various things with regards to how we came in and out of commercials how we had fan participation how we got the building as loud as we can get it and and we still had a long way to go and we were really looking forward to the playoffs because we have about five more sheets of things that we thought we could improve on and so it was a bit of a disappointment from from that standpoint of not being able to uh continue but we'll save them all for next year and i think our fans will see some neat things next year but you know from a brand perspective who we are how we deliver um I, you know i i think it is a further when you're in the playoffs and you're winning the playoffs i think it's a further showing if you will from the organization ownership that we're committed here we're committed to winning we're committed to doing things the right way we're committed to investing in our players and our team and our people and um you know we have harmony throughout the organization which is big it's we always preach one organization everyone has uh, a role to play and everyone's important uh, in the organization so you know again this is a you know, affirmation if you will of uh, of what we preach day to day and so um you know that resonates throughout our brand and then on to um you know a lot of sponsors who want to be associated with that
1: tennis loss president of the saints and the pelicans our guest here on the black and blue report this wednesday Dennis, let me ask you about a little league business here before we go to the NBA. Let's uh, let's finish sure. up on the NFL. Uh, there's a loud rumble now. I wouldn't say it's talk yet, but there's a loud rumble seemingly about expanding the playoff picture. Maybe we're getting away from expanding the regular season schedule, and the focus is here now. Are you in favor
6: of even adding just one wild card team to both both sides brackets? Well, I think I think we're in favor, certainly, of exploring to see um, what that means and the implications. Um, of adding a game. Um I know I don't want to speak for Mickey, but Mickey and I have had this discussion a number of times and we certainly can see the pros to adding um a playoff game. Obviously I understand the other side of the argument about maintaining the meaningfulness of the of the regular season. Um but I think it's something as a league we have to continue to look at. Um again, I, I'm I'm interested and anxious to uh be at our next uh, meeting to see where this all works out and, and hear both sides um i think we mickey has some positions on it that you know certainly uh that um you know could be seen as argument to expand but uh again it's we'll have to wait and see what happens
1: last time you were here um we talked about scoreboards yep um to some that may seem like a trivial conversation i think to our fans it's fairly important at least from the people i'm talking to yeah on the streets. Any update on your, on your big announcement last time you were here? We're
6: just continuing to work on it. I mean, I, I w- I wish I had more to offer on that. Um, we continue to explore what are the various options um, with regards to what type of boards um, are potentially um, going to go into the Superdome. We, we do know this. We do know if we're going to be competitive for uh, the 2018 Super Bowl we're going to have to have um, updated l- electronics or uh, video boards in there. So. Um, we're pushing to get that done obviously before 2018 Um, I think it's important over the next couple months to see where we're going Um, we continue to do a um, us as well as um, SMG LSAD continue to do a um, a study of what needs to be um, updated in the building just in the normal R&R upkeep of the building and so we're going through that whole process now so um, Hopefully, we'll have more in my next time I have a chance to talk to you.
1: Fair enough. Before we get to the NBA and the uh, uh, Pelican side of things, anything that I'm not—I I don't want to leave anything on the uh, on the table here. NFL-wise, that you want to bring up. You know, I,
6: you know, you bring up. I'm, I'm glad you said that. There is one thing that came up, um, um, particularly for the folks who are in the region who who um, who pay attention to what's going on with the Saints, and we have such a large regional fo- following. Um, since the last time we talked. Um, you may, folks may have read um, about the relationship that we have with WVUE and Raycom, WVUE being the Fox field here, Mr. Benson owns it in, in Raycom. And um, one of the reasons why we formed that relationship was because of the great um, um, number of stations throughout the region that Ray, Raycom owns. And we were trying to spread both the Saints and the Pelicans um, content throughout throughout our region. And we're going to see that really the, for this weekend, you're going to see the first um, example of that. And we're probably a little excited about it. And that is basically in Baton Rouge and Hattiesburg and Biloxi. And I might be leaving out a, a city or two. But um, if you have a Raycom television station in your market, and you want to pay attention to this. Uh, they're going to broadcast the Saints two-hour tailgate show in a Thursday night uh, special. Um, you, It will be uh, basically what is being shown in New Orleans will be aired as well in all these regional cities. And that... That was a big reason why we did the relationship with them was to be able to use those stations in the outlying areas to promote the Saints and the Pelicans because our fans were were hammering for more content uh, coming out of uh, out of uh, New Orleans uh, with regards for the Saints and the Pelicans, and so we're going to be able to deliver it to them out there.
1: So Almost like almost a, your own uh, network yeah, coverage yeah, here yeah, a little exactly bit. Yeah, exactly right. Very cool, yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's flip over to the Pelican yep. side real quick. It, it, it's been an interesting season to say the least. Um, the road trip itself has been well chronicled as far as how wild that was. The injury to Ryan Anderson and everything else. Yeah. Um, it's been one of those deals where, because the team's right around 500, you get a couple wins, you get a couple losses. Um, even with the injuries and everything else, are you encouraged by what you've seen through? I guess what is now basically a third of the season.
6: Oh, absolutely. Um, like you said, we're we're right up here, sticking around 500. Um, really excited about. The team, and and I think you'd feel the same way. What we're seeing right in front of us, we're seeing the growth of a young team. We're seeing teams that are, a team that's, you know, really competing uh, uh, every night. Um, What we're seeing with Anthony Davis and his maturity um, is exciting. What we're seeing with some of the new players we brought in, um, um, Drew Holiday, uh, Tariq Evans, it just goes on and on. I mean, it's just, it's really exciting, and um, I'm, you know, I'm excited
1: the development of Anthony Davis, yes. striking, Yes, wouldn't
6: you say? Every night he does something I'm just blown away with. Uh, last night, in fact, that uh, rebound that he had was uh, truly remarkable uh, at Slam. Um, so, yes, every night he's doing something. You know, an interesting thing with him is, is obviously the last couple of weeks have really been on the road with the Saints and doing a lot of stuff outside of New Orleans, getting across the country, and – I mean, every single time I talk to someone about New Orleans, they bring up the Pelicans and they bring up Anthony Davis. And they all say, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, it's we're watching him mature just as you are in the market. And that's, that's the way people are feeling nationally. And, and I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Dennis, let me ask you this. On the football side, you all have helped bring Drew Brees to kind of mega in the NFL. Does that experience or having that superstar on the NFL side does that give you a lift, or um, I wouldn't say a head start, but some knowledge or some way of doing things with a with a young, maybe next superstar in Anthony Davis? Can you draw I, any parallels? Yes.
6: There? I, well, it's interesting um, that you bring that up. Um, then what's being talked about and banned around right now, uh, with regards to our next marketing campaign, is ba- is basically keying on on a number of players in our team and getting to know them better. Um, understanding, uh, what it's like to be in their shoes when they're taking, uh, key shots in the game, uh, what it's like to be in their shoes when they're going through the community. And so we think, our, our fans want to hear that, a very unique perspective. And, um, and, and I think you're going to start to see the building of exactly what you're, what you're talking about at a local level, regional, and then it'll be a national, uh, expansion as well.
1: All right. It's been so long since we've been home. Um, yeah. But when we were last home, a thrilling win against the Portland Trailblazers, oh, big time. Um, when you think back to the bold moves that were made in the summer with regard to Drew Holiday, which was a unique situation, Tyreek Evans was a large investment, when when you were making those moves, did you, is is the game against Portland kind of what you all had in mind?
6: Yes, yes. I mean, it was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, and, and this is really a better question for Mickey and, and for Dell and for Monty, but... At the end of the day, what we wanted to see was an ability to be competitive in every game that we participated in. And I think if you looked at last year versus this year, there were you know when we got to the upper echelon talent, we were having some struggles last year. Now we're competing in those games, um, and we're winning uh, some of those games, and uh, I mean, that game was remarkable. I mean, I, we had a, a, a pretty packed house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was sold out and uh I mean if you were there the energy in that building was really really neat and uh when he made that shot at the end I mean the place just exploded and and that's that's Pelican basketball that's what we want we want that feeling uh every night
1: you mentioned the environment and the way the crowd kind of really ramped up to the end there um we're going to actually have some home games believe it or not yes. coming up so yes uh, we get more in January which is great and then that runs us up toward the the All-Star break. Right. As far as, and I, and I hate using the word firing up the fan base, but in some ways that's what I'm getting at. How important do these, these home games coming up and the, the ramp up to All-Star play
6: into this, I guess, push for the Pelicans? No, it, it, it's it's a very big push. I, I, think, uh, I think you're spot on because, you know, going back to a question you asked earlier about how do I feel with regards to where do we stand right now in the season, I think if you go back and look at our schedule, We've had a very difficult schedule on the road here, and we're basically at 500 or right around 500. I mean, if we could stay that way as we progress into February, March, March is a very uh, home-packed uh, schedule uh, time. So if we can get to that point um, and we play well at home, I, you know, we we're gonna make it. Uh, we gonna have a real shot to make it to the playoffs, and that's that's obviously what we're trying to do. Um, so that having an All-Star game here is obviously great for our team, great for our fans. Probably more importantly, great for our city, another opportunity to showcase the city. Um, I just left a, a meeting right before I came here on, on, on uh, All-Star, and there's just so many big things that are happening in and around that game uh, where fans can get involved, where, like I said earlier, you're going to be able to showcase the city uh, to, to media from all over the world. Um, so we're excited about that.
1: All right, business uh, side of things. Yep. The arena. Um we've talked about the renovations and how the building's really come along. Right. Um is there a chance the name changes at some point here? Yes.
6: Yes, I would I would say look, I, I, this isn't a a uh new video board um announcement, um uh, but uh <laughs> I'm kind of asking for a big one here. Yeah, but I would say this. And um got to be careful how I say this, but if if I was a a betting person, which I'm not, but maybe I should say it this way. If you want to look really smart and, and and for our loyal listeners who are listening, they'll get a nugget of information that others won't have. So maybe you can make some money off of this or at least get your neighbor <laughs> to cut your grass or clean your car. But I would say before the uh, All-Star game, we'll have an announcement to make with regards to a new naming rights partner uh, for the arena. Wow, so, that's close. Yep, we're right around the corner. So, uh, I, I guess I should probably
1: – Wait until it happens. Yes, but just like with the changing of the team name, this is no small thing.
6: No, no. I mean, for you know, this team's been trying to get a, a naming rights partner for almost a decade now, so that's a big deal.
1: All right. Anything else on the table? I I, I asked you that on the NFL side. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't on the NBA side.
6: No, I, I think on the NBA side, you know, don't, one of the neat things that I think we're doing on the NBA side, um, and in. This isn't lip service. This is really appreciation for the fans and that is uh we just recently uh received back the results from the first quarter. We do a lot of um, a lot of polling of fans during the course of the years, a lot of surveys with fans and and we had um all the results and you know, we're very happy with the results. There obviously always pros and cons or negative comments and positive comments. On the on the negative comments I'm real happy to say that you know, we as an organization sit down entirely all the vice presidents sit down and and go over every single negative comment and we and we call our fans who made those negative comments to say hey look these are these are things you brought up a good a good a good point here this is what we're going to do to fix it or, or whatever the it may be so um, all of those comments i sincerely appreciate those there were some really good comments out there uh, we're following up on all of them and uh, someone should be contacting you if they haven't already to talk to you about that. But uh, whether it's more tables, more lighting, you know, parking situations, traffic, whatever it was, they really had some great comments and we are, we really appreciate that. And like I said, we should be getting back to everybody.
1: Good to see growth, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, no, exciting. Dennis Lasher, the president of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans, our guest here on the Black and Blue Report. Um, I'm hoping that... Uh, you're very busy with football for another yes, couple of weeks. No question. Yes, and then, but before All Star comes around, um, I'm hoping you'll come back. Sure. Um, and kind of update us on some of the things that we've talked sure, about today. Sure.
6: And, and and as we progress, if uh, in the NFL playoffs, if, if you want to have me back to maybe answer questions or anything else with regards to some of the mechanics, um, there's nothing like um, getting prepared for a Super Bowl and then playing in the Super Bowl. And, Love to share some of those experiences if you well, care.
1: This yeah. building under you is energized, and I know that carries over to our fan base as well. So, thank you. Good stuff. All right, we've got a lot more to go here on this uh, Wednesday edition. Don't forget, Pelicans at home tonight. This is a nice uh, time here to see the Pels as they'll be home tonight and Friday before a quick road game Saturday. And then, as Dennis mentioned, we've got uh, more home games coming up. And if you haven't been out to the arena yet, I think you need to give it a try. It's a little different than the last time perhaps you were there. And uh, one thing I've noticed here lately, and Dennis, I know you can speak to this. I've noticed a lot more opportunities and spots in the building where folks can entertain. Sure. Whether it be family and friends or clients, too. Um, It used to be kind of hard to find a spot that left an impression. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that now um, you can can wow your guest a little bit in our building. No question.
6: At every level. Yes. From the balcony Uh on down. Uh On down. That's
1: fantastic. All right. Black and Blue Report continues after a quick timeout.
3: Are you ready for health reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready.
6: Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company.
3: Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans for Guy's Night Out, presented by Mellow Mushroom on Oak. Guy's Night Out happens at home games throughout the season and includes two tickets, two draft beers, two pint glasses, a post-game photo with two dance team members, and a $10 gift card to Mellow Mushroom on Oak. Packages start as low as $88. Grab your pals and get on board for the next Guy's Night Out on Friday, January 10th against the Dallas Mavericks. Visit pelicans.com for tickets today.
0: It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. This Wednesday show continues uh, with David Wesley, the uh, analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, former NBA player. And because it is Wednesday, back after a, a brief uh, change-up, it is uh, Wesley Day again. Congratulations, David. We've made it back to Wednesday. I didn't know if you knew what day it was. I've been struggling myself a little bit with that.
4: Well, I, I think the congratulations is, is we're back home. Yes, We've been on the road so long, I almost forgot what New Orleans looked like.
1: Ten of the last 12 on the road. Essentially, the Pelicans have been on the road since about December the 15th. Um, It's been a real strange run. Um, And, of course, some of my thoughts this morning are jaded, uh, not jaded, but maybe perhaps tinted by the fact that you just played the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, So I want to try and uh, get your help in uh, putting this all in perspective, of where the Pelicans are now at 15 and 18 after their loss to Miami last night?
4: Well, you know, I think it, at times they play well, and right now they're struggling to get out of the locker room, and certainly it may not have mattered how they came out of the locker room as a as a win-loss situation, but how they come out of the locker room as a team, as a young team, uh, has to concern the coaching staff because, and probably frustrating for the fans is how well they seem to play for stretches. Is encouraging while how they also play poorly in stretches is uh, not so good. Uh, you know, I, I think overall, you know, being on the road is a tough. It's a tough thing to do. Um, they still have a pretty solid record over the East, but in the West, where everybody is very strong and they as well. Um, and it, it doesn't help to be without one of their main scores, main production guys overall in Ryan Anderson. Uh, no telling when he'll come back, if he comes back at all. So um, right now, you know, guys got have to step up. The bench has to step up. Uh, last night against Miami, somebody who's been pretty solid through holiday, didn't quite – bring his best Um, but it's encouraging to see Anthony Davis grow every night.
1: You've kind of hit on all the big uh, topics here. Let's break them down a little bit one by one. You did talk about the fact that the Pelicans in the last two have struggled to get out of the halftime locker room. How much how much of their second half struggles the last two games can be attributed to themselves and how much of the blame uh, lies in the actual strength of their opponents?
4: Um. I would I would probably go uh, 70-30, and, and 70 being the strength of their opponent, you could tell the difference. You could tell the first half they were getting out there, filling out the Pelicans and going through the, you know, the minutiae of the long season, and then it's time to go home in the second half. And the, the intensity, the style of play, you can see why, they're the best in the league. Um, And and then that 30% going to the Pelicans and not having that locker room leadership guy, and I think Anderson was a big piece of that. Um, Him being out may hurt some, uh, but they're just not coming out with that same fire, that same style of play, fast breaks, in-your-face kind of, toughness. I'm, I'm looking for a mean streak. I'm looking for somebody to get mad on this team and, and really um, you know, motivate his team maybe through hustle or tough play or hard foul or um, something like that to just kind of say, you know what, we're not losing tonight or if we lose tonight, we're going to go down with a fight.
1: Give me an example, David, whether it be a guy that you played with or a guy that's even in the league right now of what you're talking about. A, um, a mean streak guy, um,
4: and and maybe not to this degree, but Sullinger for the for the Boston Celtics, uh, he has a mean streak. He's a guy who will put you on his back. Uh, he's got five or four or five flagrant fouls. Uh, no one on this team has a flagrant foul, and I'm not I'm not condoning flagrant fouls, but sometimes sometimes you have to send a message. On a hard foul or a good hard foul, playoff foul in the middle of the season, just to let your team know, um, uh, you know, I, I just w- we're not going down. Uh, you know, I read an article this morning about uh, Wallace from the Celtics yelling, you know, getting on his team about effort and and bringing the practice floor to the the, the playing floor. When the lights come on, let's go out here and play. Um, you know, I just don't see – I see frustration. I don't see anger. I don't see players checking other players to bring it. You're out here, do your job. You don't see that a whole lot. And maybe they're doing it, and I just don't see it. But um, sometimes you have to you know, grab somebody by the shorts and say, that is not acceptable, and I don't think there's enough of that on this team right now from the players. I see the coaches doing it, but the coaches can only do so much. It's got to be the players holding the guy next to you accountable for his job.
1: David Wesley here with us on a Wesley Day. David will be on the broadcast tonight with Joel Myers on Fox Sports New Orleans as the uh, Pelicans host the Wizards. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's go back to Ryan Anderson just for a second. David, aside from him being your leading scorer, a glue guy as you mentioned earlier in this interview, um, the impact of this injury on the Pelicans, and I don't want to Get into a "woe is me" type thing, or a "woe is us," or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, at the uh, it, trying to avoid the the word "snake bit," this this is the latest in the string here now for the Pelicans that seemingly becomes harder and harder to overcome, and this might be the biggest one.
4: Well, it, it's it's frustrating as a fan to see what kind of talent, see what kind of pieces you have on this team, and and the talent on this team isn't so great that they can afford to be missing one or two pieces, especially being young and trying to learn how to play this game. They need all the pieces. And it just seems like you get one guy back, you lose a guy. You get one guy back, you lose a guy. And it's been like that all season to where they haven't been full strength all year. So you really don't know how to judge this team based on – those are the 15 guys in uniform. They're going out there, they're playing, and they're bad or good. And so with Ryan Anderson, you lose him spreading the floor, stretching the floor, shooting the three ball, top of the league. You miss his toughness, his grit, his his fight down in the paint, his ability to, and, and probably want in some cases, to guard a bigger guy, to, to fight on the block against a guy he's he's – outweighed out is is shorter than um, his his ability to create his own shot. You can't really recreate what he brings to the floor because he's that important to the team. So um, it's it's a huge loss. And like you said, probably one of the biggest losses because I think he also brings some of that that toughness that I'm talking about and that leadership in the locker room that, that seems to be missing.
1: Let's talk about a positive. Anthony Davis. Let me just read you this line from last night. I know you know it, but just for everybody listening. Last night against arguably the best team in the NBA, Davis goes 22 points, 12 rebounds, two block shots, three steals, and an assist in 41 minutes of play. Now, I can look at box scores all day long and look at Anthony's impressive numbers, but what else should I look for or the fans should look for in watching this guy explode right before their very eyes?
4: not not to take away anything from from Anthony Davis but this is where in the summertime he's going to grow, get better. Last night most of his work was done in the first half and again for me some of the better teams they kind of they're not full go the first half of the game. You could see it picked up, his production went down. Anthony Davis's game is effort, energy and people not paying attention to him going, crashing the glass. When teams that block out well, teams that are aware well, uh, collectively, like Miami and and the Pacers would be in a second half, he's not as productive because they don't allow him to get those tips, get to the glass, and, and do those things. Now, he can still shoot the jump shot. Very good. What I would love for him in the summertime to do, and this is how he's going to get better, is to get a pet move. It's something he goes to. Jab, step, go to the basket, back to the basket, jump, hook, something that he can go to. And then develop the counter to that. When he gets a game where you can throw it, on to, throw it to him throw it on a wing, let's say Dirk Nowitzki, give it, give it to him in his spot, and he can produce you a basket or a double team, that's when he will be the guy that's when he'll be in that elite level where it doesn't matter what you try to do i got something for you and right now him young playing off his athleticism he, he doesn't have that we need a bucket kind of player but he will be
1: interesting take my friend um David, set me up for tonight. I know it'll be a little unfamiliar being back in New Orleans Arena, but we are home yeah. uh, and get to take on a Washington Wizards team that won last night at Charlotte, their 16th win of the year. Immediately I think about John Wall and Bradley Beal. What else should we know about tonight's game?
4: Well, I, you know, I think from the Pelicans, you know, their home record, solid 9-5. and five. Their record against the East, 8-4. and four. Something to kind of hang your hat on. Uh John Wall, Bill, tough backcourt. But I believe that we have some of the better defenders on the perimeter uh, around in, in Holiday and Gordon. So they will do a pretty solid job. You can't really stop these guys, but you can make it tough defending them. Uh, another positive coming out of this, by Drew Holiday's standards, he played awful last night. I expect him to bounce back. I expect his team to bounce back. They're home. They're feeling good. Both teams traveled. Both teams coming off a, a back-to-back. Uh, you know, I expect the Pelicans to come out and play well tonight. Hopefully they can get that same energy out of um, Davis that he had last night with uh, crashing the boards and, and being very active, even though he played 41 minutes, and, and come out of here with a win tonight.
1: Good stuff, David. I uh, look forward to seeing you again tonight. I'm not saying that in a sarcastic way. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, here, here's to you having one more clean pair of drawers and one more dress shirt uh, that doesn't need to go to the dry cleaners. As seemingly Absolutely. these home games after a uh, long road trip, those are a challenge.
4: It, it, it is, and I, I don't know. I got bags in my truck. I didn't even take them out last night. I came in and and just trying to get some sleep so I can get up and do it all over again.
1: Sounds good. We'll look forward to your call tonight with Joel.
4: I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you at
1: the arena. All right, David Wesley, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll wrap up this Wednesday edition here in just a second.
0: Your mission: win your share of up to three million in free play and prizes. M Life presents: License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London. Even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners. So play for the thrill. License to thrill. You belong at the Bow. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call one 9696 Basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of basketball action. February 13th through the 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest N. Morial Convention Center into 40 interactive activities. Fans can test their skills, score pre autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours today at NBAevents.com. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report.
1: Good stuff today. I hope you took some notes. Kidding, I hope you enjoyed it. Black and Blue Report is a pleasure to bring to you here on this Wednesday. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. As we mentioned, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, with us on tomorrow's show. We'll also wrap up uh, tonight's Pelicans-Wizards game. And uh, I'll visit with uh, the New Orleans Saints in their locker room this afternoon and bring some of that for you tomorrow As well, We're getting closer and closer to this big football weekend. And now tonight we get to begin a homestand for the Pelicans. That's good news too. Our thanks to Dennis Lawson today, David Wesley, Monty Williams, Sean Payton, and Drew Brees, producer Dan as well. I'm Sean Kelly. Don't forget to help, help us spread the word about the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Until tonight from the arena or perhaps tomorrow in this same format, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while.